Hello and welcome. This is Ramon Warini, your host at Tu Voz Hoy podcast, a show where I, along with my qualified experts, will introduce comprehensive solutions to the most critical issues in our society. Enjoy the show. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to my podcast, Tu Voz Hoy. At uh, this episode, I have the privilege and the honor to have former Miss USA for the state of Arkansas, Haley Ross. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. And so on today's podcast, we are going to talk about cancer prevention. At what early age can we prevent cancer? And how can we make our kids learn and understand how can we prevent this illness? Let me just bring some numbers here for the audience that are listening to this episode. As we know, cancer is the second cause of death in the United States. According to the CDC reports, more than 640,000 heart disease fatalities, which is the number one cause of death in the United States. And when we talk about cancer, we are reaching almost 600,000 victims as well. So this is the second cause of death in our country. And so the problem here, Miss Haiti, how can we prevent cancer at early age? When I was in school, my 12 years of school, where well, I have 16 years of school, but I'm not going to count my four years of college. But my first 12 years of school, no one taught me about cancer. I also understand that cancer, sometimes cancer cannot be prevented because you see, I know people who have fall, they went into an accident and this injury They didn't bleed. So within years, this injury became cancer. We know that there's other type of cancer that we can prevent, especially smoking. So in 2023, Arkansas legislative priorities. So this is the priorities according to American Cancer Society. Victory in the fight against cancer requires bold new public policies that promote cancer prevention, early detention of cancer and spend access to quality, affordable health care. Lawmakers make many decisions that impact the lives of Arkansas residents impacted by cancer and their leadership is vital to defeating this disease. In 2023, the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network will work with the Arkansas legislature to make efforts to provide affordable and adequate access to health insurance, including Medicaid, and ensure adequate appropriations funding for life-saving cancer screening research programs. So, Miss Haley, how can we do this? How can we make this happen at early age, maybe in junior high? How can we do this? Yeah, so there's a variety of things that you can actually do um, to prevent cancer. And, you know, to cover that in a nutshell, it would be, you know, cancer screenings, eating healthy, getting physical activity, avoiding tobacco products, being safe in the sun, and then also getting the appropriate vaccines that could potentially prevent different cancers from developing later on in life. And those are the main things that we really focus on. And I can go in more depth into each of those things, especially with our cancer screenings, because if we can, you know, you can't prevent every type of cancer. You can do a variety of things to reduce your risk, but sometimes it will still happen. So we want to be able to catch it early. So for every type of cancer, there's different screening guidelines that the American Cancer Society recommends. And you can find all of that information on our website at cancer.org. 
But for an example would be age 25 and up, all women should be having cervical cancer screenings. And so we really want people to go to their appropriate screenings um, because that's what's going to be the most life-saving treatment is finding these cancers early because that's when we can really take care of it. And that's when you have the most likely chance of being able to beat cancer. And so that's something we really focus on here at the American Cancer Society is making sure people are going to their screenings. Now, there's also eating healthy, you know, and that can just be eating a variety of fruits and vegetables, cutting out a lot of those really processed foods that may actually contain carcinogenic ingredients. You know, and you can find out, again, more information about that on our website as well. And like I said, there's also staying active, avoiding tobacco, being safe when you're in the sun, and getting those appropriate vaccines. And so that's what we're really trying to promote to people of all ages, and especially with our kids. That is correct. And so you point that important category, kids. So how can we teach kids in schools about cancer mm -hmm. at what age at elementary school kindergarten junior high when i was in school all of my 12 years mm -hmm. never no one taught me about cancer you know where i learned about yeah. cancer about mm -hmm. in october 2021 my mother was diagnosed with cancer right now she's yeah. losing her voice And she yeah. went to radiotherapies and I mean, I don't know, but I have a feeling that my mother is not going to survive no more than five years. And so that is the one yeah. thing that I worry more about because people start getting to know cancer when they have a family member that has cancer mm -hmm. or just because you have cancer. So at what age can yeah. we teach kids? Yeah, we recommend um, that. There, there isn't an early enough age that you can start talking about cancer, really. I think that, you know, the American Cancer Society believes that it should be a discussion from the earliest age as possible that you can have with your kids in an age-appropriate way. You know, and we actually have a program called Schools Versus Cancer that the American Cancer Society puts on, and it's a program specifically for elementary school children to be able to educate them about how they can reduce their risk of getting cancer through healthy eating, being safe in the sun, physical activity, and tobacco prevention. And basically what we do is provide educational materials and resources that align with the school's curriculum already so that you can introduce the kids to the topic of cancer in that age-appropriate way where they can learn about those healthy habits and also maybe potentially have the opportunity to fundraise for the American Cancer Society, which would go towards more research, more education, and advocacy. You know, and so if you're someone out there who's listening to this and you would want your school, whether you're a student or a faculty member and you would want your school to be involved in one of our programs, you can call our organization or you can go to our website at cancer.org. And we would love to be able to set up this program in your school because we truly believe that this is a conversation that should start at an elementary school age and that, you know, cancer is something that affects the entire family. It's definitely a family affair. Like how you mentioned with your mother, cancer doesn't just affect one person. Cancer affects everyone in the family, everyone surrounding that person. And so our kids are going to be an important part of that conversation and an important part of, you know, looking to provide hope for the future. You know, these are kids that are going to grow up to be researchers who are going to find new cures and new treatments for cancer. And so not only do we need to educate them, but we need to inspire that hope within them as well.
That is correct, uh, Miss Haley. So you talk about that the American Cancer Society has programs that can go into school, but the school yes. districts, they have to ask for those programs. If they ask for those programs, who's going to be in charge to teach those programs? Uh, like uh, some of you guys? Yeah, so the way it'll work is, um, you know, if you reach out to our organization that you would be interested in having this program, we will put you in contact with our staff person who's in that area, and they'll be able to provide you with all the materials that you need for the staff at the school to actually lead these programs, um, because they're they're very easy to follow. But also, I know that um, we have a lot of staff members who would be very happy to come out to the schools and um, be a part of this educational process as well. That is correct. And so mm -hmm. talking about these uh, um, other issues of cancer now, we know that to tobacco is one of the, you know, it causes mm -hmm. cancer. Just like cocaine, crack, and all of those illegal drugs, the American Cancer Society is aware that the government should also quit the selling of tobacco because tobacco causes deaths in the long term, in the long run mm -hmm. with cancer. Can we believe that we can come out with the legislative action to just call it quit? We're not selling tobacco anymore. It, tobacco, it is only like crack, cocaine, and all of those illegal drugs. What do you think about that? What are your takeouts? Yeah, I think that this is something that is definitely possible for the future. I do think that we have a ways to go, but if you really look at the work that ACS can, like you mentioned before, is doing in not just Arkansas, but in states all across the nation, we are continuously fighting for tobacco-free spaces, for um, higher taxes on tobacco, and a variety of things to really limit people's access to tobacco to ultimately get it to be something that we no longer sell here in the United States. And we're not there yet, but we are continuously working towards that through our legislation um, and I believe that it is possible but we're just not quite there yet. That is correct. And let me just read a statement from the uh, American Institute for Cancer Research. So according to the American Institute for Cancer Research, about 50% of the most common U.S. cancer cases are preventable. And so yeah. because there is a lack of prevention around our societies, which is one of the things that the American Cancer Society is trying to do, but the school districts are just ignoring the message mm -hmm. and so can this be possible to have like the uh, you know making developing a campaign through social media talking to a school districts uh, people and let mm -hmm. them know you know what we need to implement these type of programs because cancer has since stopped being the second most cause of death in the United States. And so what we can do here talking about in school districts what about What's the opinion of the American Cancer Society when school districts refuse to have this type of programs? Because some school districts, and I'm talking about political districts, mm -hmm. there are people who are very conservative. They're not going to go against tobacco companies, just like they're not going against the NRA mm -hmm. either. How can, mm -hmm. we, how can we change this? Yeah, I think it, it's just through education, and that's why we put so much focus on our educational programs with the American Cancer Society, because, you know, not only with, like, schools with cancer, do we want to go into these schools and teach kids about cancer and what they can do to um, lower these risk factors, but there's also other areas that we really want to focus on um, educating, and an example would be when it comes to vaccines, specifically the HPV vaccine, which is the human papillomavirus uh, vaccine. 
It has been around for about 15 years now. It has almost a 100% success rate at preventing six different types of cancer. If this vaccine is given to your child, boy or girl, between the ages of 9 and 12, it's gone through many trials. It's been around for a long time, and it has just an incredible success rate. And so not only just with schools, but um, in doctor's offices and with parents, we're trying to encourage um, that this is a vaccine that uh, your child receives because this will ultimately prevent six different types of cancers from potentially developing later on in life. So, you know, not only do we want to educate in the schools, but also in the doctor's office. And like you mentioned before, also with parents as well, that we want to educate everyone and we can, you know, really just simply hope that they will listen to organizations like ours and all that we have to offer and all of our resources. And that is correct. And you mentioned something very important when we try to teach children about these illnesses of cancer. And we also know that by putting or having this vaccine has some issues because many, in many cases, there's people who have some type of religious beliefs, which goes against any type of vaccination. We saw that in the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. What message can we send to those people that they hold their beliefs in which instead of going forward, they're going backwards? Mm -hmm. What what can we do about this? We don't want to go against their rights either but mm -hmm. you know we have to separate one thing from another mm -hmm. too Right. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately the decision lies with the parents of the child. So it really goes back to that education and talking to that, especially parents talking to the doctors and the doctors being educated on the topic to be able to explain, you know, what is this vaccine? What trials has it gone through? The side effects, what are the results? And really being transparent with parents to show them the safety of the vaccine, you know, but also, you know, When it comes to the religious aspect of, well, um, you know, talking to the parents and explaining to them exactly like what is in the vaccine and how does it work to help them understand why, you know, while they do have their religious beliefs and that's perfectly fine that, you know, maybe this is actually something that might not go against their religious beliefs and they just needed more information about. So it's just about having these open conversations with your healthcare providers and with your doctors about, you know, what this vaccine really is and Do the benefits outweigh the cons to it? That is correct, Miss Haley. And I also want just to mention some other kind of preventions. Like, let me just tell mm -hmm. you one a, a statement here. There's no scientific resource or anybody that can say microwave is not good or the use of microwave is good. However, when we heat liquids into the microwave and we don't put a lip on it, mm -hmm. can that cause cancer? Well, I'm actually really glad that you asked. I don't have that answer. Yeah, um, me neither. Right now, but, you know, I can absolutely do some research within my organization and see what I can find out about that for you and um, give you that information. Yeah, because, I mean, I have a belief. I don't trust microwave. I use it very, very just like maybe mm -hmm. once a month, but I put a mm -hmm. lip on it because mm -hmm. of the research that I have done. Some people believe that if you don't put a lip on it, the, the microwave has some type of radioactive going right. on there. And so that may cause cancer. I have a belief that the microwave causes my mother to go into cancer.
this episode, Miss Haley, is just about prevention. I still right. believe that I'm going to do a second episode in October, which is the month of Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm also going to do other podcasts about cancer next year, too, because cancer mm-hmm. is some, is a topic that nobody can stop talking mm-hmm. about. it. We have to make yep. some type of awareness and send the message to people. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that I do in my podcast episodes, I always distribute every single episode in most of the podcast platforms platforms that you see online they're, they're being distributed a very good you know distribution process that i have to send a message now mm-hmm. my podcast is about spanish and english my right. question is to you the american mm-hmm. cancer society also offer these type of uh preventions in spanish yes yes they do we have um every everything that we have and all of our information is offered in both english and spanish That is correct. Yeah, because some I have interviewed people and they they say to me, Ramon, but most when I go to those places, nobody understands me. They have a problem. They have issue. They haven't told me that they went to the American Cancer Society. But when they go to a regular doctor, their doctor doesn't speak Spanish. Their doctor doesn't right. understand them, and so it is very difficult uh, for our community. And so the other question and the last question that I have. Mm-hmm. You guys, I also saw you in uh, an interview with the uh, the Bind, right? You were in an interview, a recent interview in the Bind. That mm-hmm. it is good for the uh, people to get involved, being a volunteer. So this is the yeah. chance for this is the chance for you, Miss Haley, to call people to volunteer and take those messages. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can develop a campaign and go to a school once a week or once a month and talk about cancer to the kids, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. There are so many different ways that people can get involved, um, especially here in Arkansas. We have a variety of programs and opportunities. And even if if you have your own unique idea as well, like you mentioned, going to schools and talking about that, um, we would love to be able to start up something new with you. So um, if you want to go to our website at cancer.org, there's a 1-800 number there. You can call it 24-7 and you will get to talk to a real person and they will be able to put you in contact with someone from our team so that we can get you started volunteering in a wide variety of programs to be able to help with this cause. But yeah, I think one of our biggest things we're doing right now is talking about a program called Road to Recovery, which essentially gives free rides to cancer patients to ensure that they always get to their cancer treatment, to ensure that they always get to their cancer treatment. Because studies do show that one of the number one reasons as to why people actually miss their cancer treatment is because of transportation. So if we can take out that barrier and make sure that people are always getting to their treatments, then that's something that we absolutely Absolutely want to do so if you're interested in volunteering in that way as a potential volunteer driver which you can do for one hour a month or you can do for multiple hours a week whatever works in your schedule we would love to have you or if you want to involve be involved in some other way and volunteer with one of our other events or programs we would love to have you as well That is correct, Miss Haley. Yeah, because some people, they just don't uh, like me. I would like to volunteer right now, right? But uh, the problem is that I don't have the information. But now I have the information, and that yeah. information is going to be sent to a lot of people in my online platforms. And so, yeah, so I like to say uh, thank you for coming to the podcast, Miss Haley. Thank you so much for coming to my show. And I believe that you and I are going to have another episode in the next coming months, probably yeah. in before October to sell to mm-hmm. for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so, thank you for coming to the show. Yeah, absolutely. I will do that. I love to share any interviews that I get to do for the American Cancer Society. So I would love that. Thank you, Miss Haley. 
Thank you for coming to my episode. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. She was Hailey Ross Pontius, former Miss Arkansas USA and American Cancer Society Development Coordinator. Thank you for coming to my show, to Bozoi Podcast. We'll see you back in March.